0: This is the More Than Work podcast, where we talk all about how to gain more satisfaction in your job. It's possible to enjoy your life and your work because business is personal.
1: Hey, More Than Workers, what do we need in this business world more than anything else? We need passion. We need people who are absolutely on. Fire about what they do and how they do it. They need to show up to work excited every day. You need to care about your job and then you will be engaged and you will be aligned, and the whole world is your oyster. Or maybe not. So, we're going to talk today a little bit about this idea of passion. Like, does passion play an important role in business and what we do? And you might be a little surprised by our answer. So we're gonna talk about when passion goes right and when passion goes wrong. We've got our team with us today. We have Diana Royalty, straight out of Tacoma. Hey. West side, I don't Ta-com-ton. know how to do that. West Ta-com-ton. side, <laughs> West Tacoma. <side. laughs> very, very different than that. Than yeah. That. Yeah, it's okay. And then we also have Mary Ling joining us from our basement. Mm-hmm. What's up, Mary? I'm here we're here all right that's awesome Passion. that's, that's what bethany. i'm talking about
2: passionate i'm super passionate about lots of things
1: yeah <laughs> bethany taff is going to join us in just a minute she's coming in she went to go get herself some coffee but no one else that's uh-huh. what she just did very just bethany just, uh, not true. very
3: passionate about coffee you have to stand up for her
1: they were out they were out of decaf she just walked by and said i'm sorry they're out of decaf oh um,
2: he's very the- passionate about I'm coffee scared. But there's are not passionate by standing up for her?
1: There's seven coffee places around here. So if I'm really (laughs) passionate about coffee, like you can find it if you really wanted to. Thanks for going to that one store. Thanks for going to the one that's nearby. (laughs) That's great. No, I'm kidding. And then we also have our host, Matt Griswold, to join us and facilitate our conversation. And I'm Don Harkey. People-centric podcast. Go. Let's do this. Hey, everybody. Let's get passionate. Welcome, Bethany.
0: Hi. I'm sorry I'm late, and I'm so sorry they didn't have any decaf. <laughs> That's
2: you okay. do you me to so stand up for you?
1: They singular. <laughs> they meaning the closest coffee shop. The, one the closest, you're closest coffee shop. All of Where the places were all out. To. Yeah. But in her defense, she
4: did have to make it back because we've got, you know, hard stops coming up and we wanted to be able to work this podcast in too, because we are passionate about bringing you a good product for the podcast as well. Now, this was Dawn's idea for the podcast topic. Sometimes we just throw different ideas in the environment that are out, maybe that we're passionate about that we want to talk about, but this time... I really like it. Not to imply that I don't like the other topics, uh, Don, that you bring forth, but I think this is an interesting topic because this is something that we deal with. Everybody deals with it, whether you identify yourself as passionate and super passionate uh, in the workplace or not. This is something that that everybody can relate to. I think it's totally re- a, a totally relatable topic. And I'm just going to take a an aside here for just a moment. We talk a lot about the different communication styles that people might have. And, you know, and maybe you are a listener that's gone through our communication styles course. We have a workshop around that that we'd be happy to bring to you if you uh, have not gotten yet to experience that. But when we take these different communication styles, or maybe you're taking different quizzes, uh, you know, those Cosmo quizzes, you know, those types of things to be able to find out, to be able to find out your personality or the communication style that you that you typically rest in we wear those like a badge of honor like we wear those like this is me and i'm super excited about it which is again not a horrible thing but there's two sides to this there's two sides to that so we're going to take a word we're using the word today uh, of passion and there's positives and there's negatives so let's just kind of do a little round table right now If I were hiring and I'm looking for that person that I, you know, I think is going to add a lot to the team, passionate, would you agree, might be one of those words that we would be looking for. I want somebody who is passionate about the thing that we're also trying to do. Would you agree with that? Yes? No? Yes. Yeah. Mary's on board. Diana's indifferent. Yeah.
3: I mean... Yeah, of course I want passionate people to work for us. But so
4: Diana says, of course I want passionate people. Absolutely, we want passionate people to work for us. But this idea, uh, this trait of passion, is also a, a two-edged sword, so to speak. So let's do a little roundtable here. So if I'm a, if I have a passionate employee, like let's think of some of the positive traits for the passionate employee. What does a passionate employee look like? Don?
1: Well, they bring a lot of energy, right? They're, so you want somebody that comes to work and doesn't like Eeyore the place, right? They're not mm-hmm. like walking and going, good morning. What are yeah. we going to do today? You yeah, know, so, all that, that stuff. So you want so, somebody who's got some energy.
4: Yeah, Passion to people bring energy. Thanks, Don. Bethany?
0: Um, I would say they probably connected to the mission of your organization yeah. at some point. They heard it and they liked it and they said, I want to be on board with that. And so they're aligned with that.
4: Yeah. They're aligned. They're aligned with the direction that you're also trying to go. They're also, they're passionate about the same things that you are passionate about. Mary, what were you going to add?
2: I was actually going to say what Bethany just said.
4: Okay. Two peas in a pod there. Nice. So aligned with the mission.
2: But, but I want to say, um, I think for passion there, it like, I want somebody to be balanced. I'm going to say balanced with passion. Because I think that you know, like like Don mentioned, you don't want Eeyore coming in the office. But guess mm-hmm. what? We all have bad days, bad weeks, bad months. So sometimes it's gonna happen. So I want to I want to see a balance in that person.
4: Okay, good. Thanks, Diana. You you had something to add here.
2: Yeah, I think passionate people
3: help move project forward. Like they're not gonna let it drop. They're gonna like keep on it because they want it to go somewhere because they're passionate about it and they want to improve things and they want to move things forward. And I. I think that's a cool trait with passionate people.
4: And those are all things that like, if you're hiring for somebody, maybe you have a stack of resumes right now that you're working through for an applicant, those are all things that you're hoping to see from that potential candidate that is about to come uh, interview for that job, right? We're looking for those people. But this is a a two-way street uh, as well. There's this idea or concept, a lot of you might be familiar with it, of emotional intelligence. And emotional intelligence is managing, picking up on and managing the emotions of not only you, but also other people. So the first step of emotional intelligence is this idea of self awareness are you aware of the things about you step number two is do you care enough like in the self-management do you care enough to be able to manage that those things social awareness is the third uh quadrant here in emotional intelligence and social awareness is are you able to pick up the vibe in the room there? like are you understanding how people are how you're how you're portraying to people like how you're coming off um on people and to me this idea of passion we just listened to the positive things now i'm going to flip Flip the script here just a little bit because we're going to do the same activity and the emotional intelligence piece of this is understanding that that uh, there's two different ways to be able to read that we just listed the positive traits of passion or passionate people. What are maybe some of those negative traits that can also be associated with this idea of a passionate
1: employee. I've certainly worked with some passionate people before who kind of run always ahead of the team, like way ahead of the team. And they get too energized about ideas that aren't fleshed out yet. They get two ideas. They like, they leave people behind all the time. That's true. That's a good one. Diana? Guilty, guilty of myself doing that many times, just also to confess.
4: This is an intervention. Good. Now we can actually talk about what we were going to talk about. <laughs> he finally admitted it. Okay. Diana, what are we going to say?
3: I was going to say that I think sometimes passionate people run over others, right? Not just past Mm. them, but like run over them. Like your idea is stupid. No, here's here's the better idea, right? And I will just, you know, like Don did, admit that maybe this is me when I get passionate (laughs) about something. I don't know. Thank
4: Thank you. you. Bethany, would you agree?
0: Wow, simultaneous. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I think sometimes really passionate people can also be high achievers, which means that they might also not have a lot of boundaries with work sometimes. And so they might burn themselves out because they're so passionate that they want to work all the time and they don't take care of themselves in that way, too.
4: That's a good thought. That's, yeah, that's a good thought. And, you know, we're still using the word passion to to be able to define that. But notice this is a negative connotation to what passion looks like, right? Some of these things, some of these traits that you're defining, and Mary, I'll come to you here in just a second, but some of these traits that we are defining. Here too, like sometimes passionate people run over other people. Like where you're doing it under the guise of passion instead of what it is, like you're curt, you're abrupt, you're domineering, but we live under this guise or this idea of passion. Mary, what were you gonna add?
2: Sometimes passion can be standing up for people at the wrong time. Like I did for Bethany just a little bit ago about the coffee.
4: He said it at the wrong time. That was, th- that was totally the right time.
2: Well, no, because I didn't know all the facts. Right. So I didn't know that, you know, I'm down here in the dungeon. So I didn't know that Don yeah. didn't get his large Americano decaf, yeah. just in case anybody wants to drop off a coffee for Don in the next 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> So I noticed that he, he just said, you know, but he just said, Bethany didn't get me coffee. Apparently, you know, whatever his negative comment was, he was shaming right. on her. <laughs> so I was like, what? I know Bethany would get him a coffee. There's no way she would definitely ignore him. And then he's like, but they were out of coffee. And I was like, dang it. I just wasted my energy on standing up for Bethany. No offense, Bethany.
4: Right. Thanks, Mary, for your transparency. Don, what were you going to add?
1: Well, I like that a lot. I think that's a good point in terms of passion. Because so I know I've done that before we are passionate about something and you kind of expect somebody to go one direction and you kind of jump all over it. Cause like I'm anticipating it and you're like, Oh my gosh, you're doing the thing I thought you were going to do. And you don't even give them a chance to make the mistake and jump on them. I've done that before.
4: Yeah. And I, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like we should clarify. Mary said she's in the dungeon. It's actually a very nice basement at our office and we do throw snacks down there occasionally, she's fine everybody she's fine
1: she's got a whole bucket full of fish heads down there i'm fine
2: everything is fine She's fine super good passionate asking. good in the dungeon That's speaking true. of balance though yeah bethany we got right tomorrow 10 30 right we got balance in our lives coming to us yeah we're yeah. doing yoga tomorrow you guys <laughs> yeah so you have to stay balanced
4: Yeah. So, and maybe that's the difference between passion, uh, like we talked about, maybe on the positive versus uh, the negative side of what that passion potentially looks like. So how is it, I guess, that passionate people can cross the line to where all of a sudden it's this negative, like, what are some of those things that passionate people need to maybe look out for or manage so they don't, you know, so they're careful to cross the line to the negative uh, part of passion?
1: I think one of the things to recognize is if you're passionate about something, it's almost like the noise inside of your head. And the story is so strong. It's hard to hear other people's stories. A really good example is anybody who's a sports fan watching a game and you see your team get a bad call or a referee makes a call against your team. It's instantly a bad call. If that's your team, if it's the other team, it's a good call. And you can almost go right down the middle and you can watch a replay over and over and over again. And people will argue and you can tell which team do you root for based on whether you think that was a good call or not. It shows you it's because you're so passionate about your team and so passionate about your story that your team's gonna overcome the other team that whenever the man in the zebra suit throws the flag or blows the whistle, you get upset really fast. And you start to start blaming it on that and you text your friends and say, this was awful and all that kind of stuff. So I think passion can make us where we don't listen to others and we get more trapped inside of our own perception.
4: So let's talk maybe as a managerial level, if I'm managing some employees right now, because our employees are going to feed off of the influence that we give them right off the influence that we are displaying. And so understanding, okay, so I have a tendency to potentially do that. How do I maybe get out of that mindset of I am passionate about this and maybe translate that to this is something that we are passionate about because now it's kind of a unity thing. Like, how do you get from the I versus to the we of the of the uh, passion phrase there, Mary?
2: I really think a lot of it has to do with the awareness. So if you, one, it's a two-way conversation. So sometimes I'm passionate and I overstep people talking. And so I know that I do that just because I catch myself doing it. And I think maybe a therapist has told me that in the past. And so I know that about myself. I'm aware about that. So when I have conversations with people, I have to make sure in my mind that I'm thinking about, don't break in, take a deep breath, listen exactly to what they're saying, and then decide how to respond if you need to respond.
4: I like that. Being able to take a step back and understand the context and then try to frame it in your mind appropriately before maybe responding. Diana,
3: Yeah. I think one of the triggers for me when I recognize that I'm like maybe too passionate about something is when I start to think that I'm the only one who's passionate about it. Like Don and I are very passionate about people centric and we show our passion in very different ways. And so sometimes when we come together, if we're working on the same thing and trying to accomplish the same goal, and I still am like, no, that's dumb. Or no, you don't understand. Like that's how I know that I've maybe crossed into this, like, oh, you're overly passionate about this. And this is a trigger for you. And you should also hear what Don is saying. Cause he's passionate about it too. Like there's passion is not a contest.
4: What a good awareness example there too, of being able to say, I know maybe I'm overly passionate when I'm the only one that's passionate. <laughs> And that's, what, that's kind of the definition of what we're talking about, of, of going, man, how do I go from, I am passionate about this thing, and hey, for everybody that's listening, hey, time and place, right? I get it. There might be some things that you do need to maybe take charge of and, and run forward, even if people don't necessarily see that vision. But, but what we're talking about is when it comes to the point where now it's, now it's divisive, uh, we are no longer effectively leading passionately. We are dividing now through our passion which maybe is a fine line. And here's the other part. You might be totally correct in what it is that you're thinking is. And you might not even know that you have divided, you know, the, the, the team or the group or the, the people until you're already knee deep in it. And now you have to kind of walk that back at the same time. So let me ask this question from an employee's perspective. Is it possible for passionate people to be toxic?
2: Yes. We're all shaking our. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Okay. Matt, shake your head so I can say there's five guesses.
4: So yeah, Don, what were you going to add?
1: Uh, we're just going to say, yeah. I mean, I think not only is it possible, I think you're more likely to be toxic if you're passionate. If you don't care, you're just disengaged, right? You're just showing up doing your job, going home. It's the people that care. It's the people that have a cause to fight for that are the ones that are most likely to become toxic. Because remember, we define toxic as being misaligned doesn't mean yeah. that you're right. It doesn't mean that you're wrong. It just means that you're fighting against the organization you work for. That's, yeah. And
0: I was going to talk about that too, because it's, it's an interesting conversation because when we talked at the beginning, like one of the things I said is that sometimes passionate i would say that passionate people at some point were really aligned with the mission they were really on board with the mission of the organization and that's usually what we talk about when we say somebody's engaged and then when somebody is toxic we usually say they're misaligned with the organization like don just said so i think it's at some point saying they were really on board they were super passionate about what the what the organization was doing and at some point there was there was something that shifted it and so they might be passionate about like what's happening or in the organization but not necessarily where it's going in the future like the direction it's headed in the future so yeah
4: yeah bethany i like i like that i think it's common and this is where when we're talking about that engaged disengaged toxic people you know sometimes it's pretty easy to spot toxic sometimes they're disguised and we talk about this a lot in these workshops sometimes the passionate uh, people or the toxic people there are the ones going i love this place more than anybody I have put blood, sweat, and tears into this place. Like, don't tell me you love this place more than me. I have been here for X amount of years. And you're like, man, this person is awesome. And then the next thing out of their mouth, they might say, that's why I can't understand our ridiculous decisions our stupid leadership makes all the time. Like they don't love this place as much as I do. We're guising our frustration or uh, our dissatisfaction under this term passion where now we have kind of crossed the line. Bethany, what are we gonna add? Sorry.
0: I wanted to add that, I think sometimes this happens where people get really passionate about the industry or like the technical skill of their job of like, why did I get into this type of industry or this type of work in the first place? Again, we see this a lot with, we work with hospitals a lot. So we see this a lot with like nurses. They get in because of like, they want to be a nurse and they really value the work. And it's so, you know, they care about the patients and they want to take care of people, but then their passion becomes misaligned with the organization sometimes. And those are kind of two different things.
4: Yeah. It feels like that feels like the executive team or the board might not be pushing for the same things that they feel like they need to be pushing for. This is also, you bring up a great point in that, in that as well. And, you know, we use nursing as as an example, but really those siloed departments kind of fall into that too. Right. I mean, the siloed departments we're kingdom building. We're passionate about the thing that we do. We're passionate about the people that we oversee. We're passionate about the processes that we are bringing to the table or the things that we're making and now all of a sudden we're we're blindly passionate because we are we are worried about our own thing or our own people at the detriment of the overall organization. And that's kind of one of those danger zone areas too. Mary.
2: There's a couple of things that you kind of brought up that sparked my mind, the villain mentality or the hero mentality of I've yeah. been here for so many years and you know I love this company and I'm super passionate about it. But then why did so and so do this? and becoming a victim, um, at that same time. So I think you bring up a really interesting point there where there is on, you know, if, if if you could see one side of the spectrum is the, I am in love passionate side. And the other side of the spectrum is why is somebody doing that to us victim side? It's, it's going and and finding that center is where I talk about that balance.
4: Yeah. And, you know, Diana kind of alluded to this uh, earlier too, like Don and Diana are are very, you know, they're passionate. It's not a contest to see who is more passionate, but sometimes those things, because they're both passionate, Don says he wins. I don't know, Diana, retort. No, no, we won't get
3: into it. I don't don't have to be here. Don does.
4: (laughs) That's true. That's true. So I... So that that that's true, and that's one of those things where you know, two passionate people. Now, all of a sudden, we forget what we're trying to fight for. All of a sudden, we forget what we're, we're just trying to win that thing instead of looking at the overall scope of what success looks like for everybody. Um, and I think that's where this blind passion can also uh, can also infiltrate that. What if I'm what if I am seeking to hire? I'm looking to hire, but I'm also aware that this is a thing. Like, what if I am the department head, I'm looking to fill these positions, I want them to be passionate, but I also want to set them up for success to where they don't go blindly into the passion space. Like, how do we instill that?
1: I think something that we've learned at People Centric, because we are so very cause-based in what we do, we will get sometimes people who will apply to come work for us when we do have job openings who are passionate because they are rallying against a former employer or even current employer. Right. And so we're always careful when we see somebody who's passionate of saying like, what exactly are you passionate about? Are you passionate about sticking it to the people who used to work with to tell management like, you know, you, you're, you're terrible and you always make bad decisions. And sometimes we run into that and we try to point out like, you know, look, if you're coming to work with us, you're going to be working with those managers. You can't hate the people that you're about to go work with and serve at the end of the day. So I, I we like the passion and we like people that come in who are passionate about something. We just want to be careful about what that is.
4: I love that. So, trying to help spell out what what and, and uh, you said it, but not in so many words. It seems to me one of the ways or one of the tips maybe that I could do that is is uh, help them identify what winning looks like. Like help them identify what the strategy of success looks like. What is the scope there? I didn't mean to say use bad words. Use good words. I was just I yeah, think we're so saying so many same. words. So many I think, words. I think yeah. <laughs> went on and on and on. <laughs> no, what I what I'm saying. I think we're saying the same thing. Like let me help you. What define how we know we're successful. And I think if we have a clear idea of how do we know we're successful, then all of a sudden our passion beacons kind of aligned now. We know we're successful when, now let's get passionate about that. You know, any other thoughts there, Mary, what would you add?
2: Setting those expectations up at the beginning. And when I talk about the expectations, not the expectations of the passion, at the beginning, set up the expectations of the job, have clear scope of what that position is. So like, if you're going back to the, what you were talking about on the interview process, make sure that that person knows clear expectations. And then also, you know, if they're passionate about something, the body language, watch them as they keep, keep interviewing. You know, if they come up with a topic, you can normally see it on, on somewhere in their body language that they're just excited about it.
1: That's good. That's good. Because as we see the body language of somebody who's already working for us, you can tell if they're aligned, right? Because we're talking about, I think passion is like a rocket engine, right? And so the rocket can go really, really fast in a big direction, but what direction is it going? If it crashes to the ground and explodes, it's not going to be good. If it goes the right direction though, it can help us get there faster. So what are some of the tips then that our team has here around this idea? Because I'm sure you're listening to this. We're not, we're certainly, I hope you haven't heard us say passion is bad, They're saying passion can be very, very good, but a passion-focused passion, aligned passion is what we're really talking about, which is in people-centric language, it's empowerment and alignment working together. But what are some of the tips you would have for employees out there who are thinking, well, I'm very passionate about what I do. What can they do to be more effective in their jobs?
3: I think it's important for people to go and ask questions of their leaders. Like The things that are bothering you because you're passionate, go ask and just say, hey, why do we do it this way? Or- I noticed this and I think it's weird. Is there an explanation behind it? I think you can start to understand the why behind some stuff. It will help your passion realign with the company or it will help you see like, oh, the things I was passionate about, they're not passionate about, like that we're not on the same page because I think you can be passionate about a mission and not have the same alignment on how to get to that. And then you're misaligned, even though you're passionate about the same thing.
1: Yeah. Bethany.
3: Yeah. I would say,
0: don't let your emotions lead you always. I think it's great to be passionate, but sometimes we let our emotions kind of take over and help us. They don't let us communicate well and work well with other people or you know think about what the next logical best step is when you're working on a team sometimes you can start to work in just kind of your own little world um, and not think about how am I working with my team towards towards success
1: yeah I love that I love that Mary
2: all right so my tip I'm a very very passionate person except for my EOR days So, (laughs) when Don talks about coming in the office being like Eeyore, it's probably me every once in a while. I was
1: not talking about you,
2: but it's okay because we got to have down days too. Mm -hmm. But we all have them. We all have them. We do. So, I think it's really important that. One from my background in HR, I love to see passion coming into a job. I love to see people who are passionate about their work. I think that when you have passionate people that they are willing to go above and beyond and do everything they can to be in the top right-hand corner of the culture grid. And we have a podcast on that. So if you haven't, haven't listened to that one, go listen to that one. But I do think that when that passion comes in, then it's holding on to the ability to just h- harness it, harness that passion and, and use it for the right reasons.
1: Yeah, passion is a power. and how you wield that power. That's important. I think passion and leadership are similar to each other, right? We talk about leading and we talk about how leadership is generally considered to be good, just like passion is generally considered to be good. But both of them really depends on how you use that passion. How do you use your leadership? How do you use your influence? And then the last slot maybe that will leave you listening to this is which is really more powerful, a passionate person or a person who can help other people feel passionate. And sometimes getting overly excited and running ahead of everybody else is absolutely the best way to turn off everybody else. But if there's a way that you can kind of drive it and maybe kind of seed the ideas and just float some things out to people and say, you know, hey, th- this is a challenge. You think we could work on this? And maybe we can, and what ideas do you have? And somebody who really can facilitate Uh, can really generate a lot of passion from other folks and then you have a group of passionate people and that's a hard group to stop a group that's empowered and aligned working together and that's what we have here at people centric it's a group of passionate people aligned and empowered changing the world that's what we're doing so I hope you enjoyed our podcast on passion. This is one of our favorite topics. We do believe that passion is productive. I used to say that all the time, but it's what do you want to produce is the question. So, hey, if you've got more topics or other things you want to run by us, we'd love to hear from you. We've already had several people who have suggested topics. Some of the topics have been driven by you. How can they send us that information, Diana? How can they get in touch with us?
3: Yeah, so there's multiple ways. The first and easiest way is just email us at at morethanwork@peopleccg.com. Uh, You can also find us on all the social media. Our handles are either at PeopleCentric or at PeopleCCG, depending on the social media platform. And we also have a website. It's www.PeopleCentric.com, and you can submit inquiries there. So lots of ways to find us. All
1: right. Thank you, team. Hope you enjoyed our podcast, and we'll see you at the next episode of the More Than Work podcast.
0: Thanks for joining us on this episode of the More Than Work podcast. Join us next time, and in the meantime, lead well.